Welcome to Realcast. I'm joined by Dan Innes to look at the week in real assets. Really interesting for me to be back at live events over the last seven days, both in Warsaw for the CE Summit and in London, with a look at ESG, geopolitics and transformation in the sector. The overall sentiment in Warsaw was positive, both from the international and local speakers, with Sabina Reeves of CBRE Investment Managers saying that capital will look at geopolitics much more closely and investors are really thinking about where their assets are and that from her point of view, CE will benefit from this shift. And just the pace of change in Warsaw, in a way, was even more noticeable having been away for two years, with both the venue for the conference in Norblin Factory, and where we had the drinks reception at the Skyliner building, as well as my hotel, all developed since I was last there a couple of years ago. Interesting comments also from Marek Matrashek of CEC Government Relations on the belief that rather like Finland in 1939, um, Ukraine had now guaranteed a future as a fully independent state. Um, logistics and residential as well as food anchor retail were were seen as key areas for investment with Robert Dobritsky of, of Panatoni suggesting potential rent rises of 20 to 30 percent in the logistics sector. Interestingly also a sense that many businesses from both Russia and Ukraine uh, could be relocating to Poland or Romania. Um, so an expectation of increased demand from that side. And the growing focus on ESG in the region was also noticeable, um, especially with talk of Poland, um, instead of returning to a focus on coal, actually really accelerating renewable energy in light of the crisis in Ukraine and the shutoff of gas supplies by Russia. You can access all of the content from the summit um, on demand and of course, there'll be more news coming in in the week on that. Um, but Dan, what have you been tracking in terms of the news? Well, it's been a really busy week. You know, in terms of the build to rent sector, um, a lot of titles this week covered a story about Gatehouse Bank and TPG Real Estate Partners. They've launched a new platform called Start Living. Um, and that's a, a new build to rent platform focused on the single family sector, which we haven't, you know, we've only seen that emerging in uh, in recent months, um, having followed the sort of bigger individual apartment, uh, sort of young professional built to rent market. But the single family sector, you know, is, is something that I think we're going to see more and more of. But the Start Living platform, it's, it's going to deliver its first homes in Lincolnshire in the UK. You know, a bit of background, if you're not familiar with them, Gatehouse Bank is, the, is, is a pioneering UK bank that offers Sharia compliant savings, home finance, buy to let finance. Um, and, their, and their initial joint venture and target with TPG is two and a half thousand homes with a GDV of half a billion pounds. The joint venture has a bit of an appetite to exceed that if the right locations can be found all around the UK. But the launch of the, of the brand and the delivery of its first homes follows that formation that some uh, some people covered in a fundraising last August, but but the launch of the platform has only happened now. So really expect to see Start Living um, hitting the headlines. Elsewhere, React News reported that NPS and Heinz emerged as, as the winning bidder on that John Lewis flagship store building on Oxford Street in London. And that deal allows John Lewis to stay, um, but also develop one of London's most desirable and central pictures in the West End. Um, and it gives Heinz and NPS a chance to grow their $1.6 billion build to core venture. If you remember MPS, you know, the National Pension Service of Korea, they had already partnered with Heinz last year when they acquired that historic Pacific Gas and Electric Company campus in the downtown financial district of San Francisco. And that was for a two and a half billion dollar development program um, in something that's, that people were sort of dubbing one of the largest projects 
on Market Street in San Francisco for the last 10 years. So it's, you know, so this this new winning bid, you know, I think it's quite exciting news for Oxford Street and, and the West End. And then for those of you following the, the logistics market, React News again reported that uh, Investec is getting ready to sell their one and a half billion euro uh, pan-European logistics platform. And we, you know, having seen that 550 million pound Firethorn logistics portfolio sale to Kane at the beginning of March. I mean, I think there are very few opportunities of any scale to take advantage of in this sector. So, you know, that Investec news, um, I'm sure, will be will be welcomed. It'll be it'll be hotly bid for. And then in other research this week covered in City AM, Avison Young, they kind of reviewed the, the, the activity in the London office market with some £5 billion worth of assets changing hands in the first months of this year. And that's big deals that included things like, you know, again, you know, Careers National Pension Service, again, paying £1.2 billion on the UBS uh, city headquarters at Five Broadgate, um, alongside Google that bought that central St Giles. Uh, site for a consideration of about 762 million pounds um, and the Singaporean property investment fund Hobie Land also paid that 718 million pounds for the city's scalpel skyscraper development so that's the highest level of investment in London office space since 2018 so we're already exceeding pre-pandemic levels which is really really good to see. Elsewhere, Brookfield, the Canadian Global Alternative Asset Manager, they've launched ARC, the Advanced Research Clusters, a new brand, uh, which is effectively, it's, it's a science, innovation and tech real estate platform. And it seeded that, port, that new portfolio with um, assets like the Harwell Science and Innovation Campus in Oxford and the Arlington Business Park portfolio in the UK. Um, and Brookfield said that ARC's going to bring together place-based clusters uh, to focus on global challenges like climate change and the pandemic. So that kind of follows Brookfield's 2020 acquisition of a 50% stake in Harwell um, in Oxford um, and that £714 million acquisition of Arlington um, back in uh, back in 21 last year. And um, you know, in terms of who's behind these kind of in- in ventures, uh, you've got Stuart Grant, uh, formerly at Stanhope and now co-founder at Core Life Investors. He's behind this uh, this venture as well. So so one to watch there, Richard. And then you've got um, you know a quick string of other stories. LaSalle, they're launching a new strategic partnership with Numa. They're going to purchase, refurbish, and operate uh, soon to be vacant urban hotels, apartments, and boutique hotels in a pipeline of 15 city centre assets in UK, Spain, Italy, and the Netherlands um, in a in a portfolio that's going to be worth around 500 million euros. So that hotel and leisure and hospitality market is is growing. And then lastly, um, this week, it was great to see that MAPIC is making plans for its 2022 event. And that's going to be held on Tuesday, November the 29th. Uh, until Thursday, December the 1st. So, you know, I think many exhibitors and marketing teams are going to be mobilising for that. Um, But um, they've kind of rewritten the the, the MAPIC um, rulebook this year, and they're going to be taking a much deeper dive into the fundamental changes and impacting on the retail and leisure sector. So, you know, it's it's been a a busy time over Easter, uh, Richard. Back to you. I saw Colliers as well saying that European commercial real estate and was proving to be resilient despite the headwinds. 
uh, Knight Frank on the positive outlook for UK healthcare markets. Noticed as well, German investor Carestone selling nine senior facilities for 168 million euros to an international investor, as well as Israeli funds backing Fujian in terms of um, 320 million euros to support investment in onshore uh, wind, battery, storage, solar and green hydrogen. Um, and this was obviously a very large part of the discussions we had in the sessions both in Warsaw and London. And the fact that renewable energy is going to be one of those um, key drivers and drive even more of a crossover between real estate infrastructure and that real asset side. Um, I also noticed British land selling a 75% interest in the majority of its Paddington central assets to Singaporean sovereign wealth fund GIC for £694 million. So actually a lot of activity in the market over the past seven days. Um, and just coming back to the CE summit, um, it was interesting to hear that 10,000 refugees are arriving in Poland per day, but, but 20,000 are actually returning to Ukraine. Um, and I spoke to an investor in London um, who just invested in logistics in Ukraine, close to Lviv. Um, so maybe some positive signs, um, both for the CE region, but also specifically for Ukraine this week. And thanks very much, Dan. Thank you for joining us and look forward to seeing you next week for our regular roundup of the real asset markets. Thank you.